The Gov Innovator Podcast is sponsored by Mathematica, a trusted partner for government, philanthropy, and private sector changemakers working to improve public well-being through data and evidence. To learn more, visit mathematica.org. Welcome to the Gov Innovator Podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is insights from the work of Results for America, which recently released two reports on the progress being made at the federal and state levels in terms of evidence-based decision-making. Our guest is Jed Herman with Results for America. Here's a clip. President-elect Biden has been very clear about his agenda, right? COVID, economic recovery, and racial equity. And so with those three things in mind, and the capacity that departments and the federal government now have to do that, it's a real opportunity to set some key goals with agencies around those priorities and work with them to use evidence, data, evaluation as in tools to get better results. Results for America has been an important advocate of and catalyst for evidence-based decision-making over the last decade. The nonprofit recently released two new resources that are available online. They include the 2020 Invest in What Works Federal Standard of Excellence, as well as a similar standard of excellence for the state level. Each report examines best practices in results-focused government and then highlights and tracks the progress of a set of leading federal agencies and states against those practices. To learn more about the findings and also more broadly where we are in terms of evidence-based policymaking on the cusp of a new presidential administration, we're joined by Jed Herman. He's the Vice President for State and Federal Policy Implementation at Results for America, and before that, served at both the federal and local levels. It's great to have him on the podcast. Jed, welcome. Andy, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) Jed, that is seriously so funny. Um, I want to start off by asking you about the recent release of what is essentially RFA's federal scorecard. To me, it's not only a window into the practices of leading agencies on evidence, but it's also a playbook uh, for agencies that aren't part of the federal standard yet. Uh, It's what to do if they want to become a leader in evidence and data. That's right, Andy. We have something called the Invest in What Works federal standard of excellence. It looks at nine different agencies, and these agencies are sort of the tops of the bellwethers in the federal government, if you will, uh, and looks at their use of data and evidence across 10 different criteria and assigns scores to each of those. And so over the past year, in fact, every agency has increased their score on our federal standard of excellence. So that's great news. It shows that agencies are making quantifiable progress, and it's possible for uh, one of your listeners to go onto the website. It's all very interactive and see the specific details of what agencies are doing what the associated score with that is, and what the progress they've made is. I'll put links on the podcast website to both of the standards of excellence, the federal and state versions. Jed, I think that the fact that so many of the agencies that you track made progress is really encouraging news. The flame was kept alive, in other words, and that bodes well uh, for the future, for the next administration. I want to ask you to step back now and give us the big picture about where you see the federal government today in terms of evidence-based policy here on the cusp of a new presidential administration? Well, and that's a great question. I think there's good news, which is over the last several years, the federal government really has been doing a very good job improving its use of evidence, data, and evaluation. It all starts really in, in 2018 with the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act, which was a bipartisan legislation uh, that President Trump signed to encourage agencies to improve the use of evaluation and evidence building as tools to get better results. So over the past few years, 
agencies have been making uh, very good progress on that. It requires them to do things like learning agendas, capacity assessments, evaluation plans. That may sound like a lot of jargon, uh, but really what it is is, is agencies engaging across their departments uh, with program offices, with their data experts, uh, within their evaluation offices to really pull together how they're thinking about using evidence as, as a tool for the department to meet its mission. And so working with Congress uh, in a bipartisan way, there's been a, a lot of progress in that way. And I think it presents a real opportunity for the new administration and for the new Congress to build on that progress. With those building blocks in place of how departments are better using and understanding uh, their evidence and what more evidence they need to build, that creates an opportunity for a Biden-Harris administration to really build on that and to address its core priorities. President-elect Biden has been very clear about his agenda, right? COVID, economic recovery, and racial equity. And so with those three things in mind and the capacity that departments and the federal government now have to do that, it's a real opportunity to set some key goals with agencies around those priorities and work with them to use evidence, data, evaluation, as in tools to get better results. Uh, to build up a practice and achieve outcomes and deliver outcomes for communities, engaging his cabinet in thinking about what those goals are and, and how the White House can help drive progress through departments using the infrastructure that's been built. Mm-hmm. I think that's really well said. Can I ask you, Jed, to give an example of the progress that's been made in recent years, either one agency in particular or one tool that several agencies have used? Yes. Just as one example... Um, I think we've seen through the capacity assessment that departments and agencies are required to do. Sounds very wonky, but it's really nothing more than understanding what tools the department has to be able to use and build evidence, how that can be applied to their programs. And so we've heard from departments as part of their work doing this, they've been doing surveys of their program offices. Uh, And what they found, A, is that some program officers are in good shape, as you would imagine, on understanding how to use evidence and evaluation as tools. Some need work, as you would expect as well. But it's really created a lot of new relationships as well with department policy and program officers that hadn't thought so much about how evidence, data, evaluation could help them better meet their mission. So we've been hearing really positive progress about how those building blocks that are required by the Evidence Act, things like capacity assessments, are helping create new relationships within departments that are going to position them well to be able to act on those and deliver better results to meet their mission. That's an important point. The degree to which evaluation offices are actually connected to program offices may be the single most important factor, probably along with leadership support, of how much impact those offices actually have in improving programs. Uh, If they're islands on the org chart, these evaluation offices, it's not going to work. Jed, I want to ask you next about the important work still to be done in creating a culture of evidence-based decision-making. One of those topics we've covered on this podcast before is the need for broader access to administrative data for qualified researchers and program managers. I think that's a consensus in the field that that's a given. But there are other important areas needing progress. Tell us from your perspective and from RFA's perspective what some of those are. Yeah, I think that's a really key question, Andy. Data is an extremely valuable tool, as I've mentioned, that helps you pinpoint where your problems are, where there's room for continuous improvement. Helps you make sure your programs are being effective and identify ways to be more effective. But what doesn't necessarily do always is tell you how exactly to do that. And that's when we need to look to proven models, to evidence, to figure out what is most effective uh, in addressing things like coronavirus or poverty or job training. And so using evidence 
to spend federal dollars is really the key next step to build on top of that data. So just as an example, AmeriCorps, which is part of the Corporation for National and Community Service, funds grants for national service across the country. They started looking about six years ago uh, about the evidence level behind each of those grantees that was applying. The idea being, if something is proven to work, it's more likely to work in more communities. So we want to look at things that have strong evidence, that have been proved by randomized control trials, uh, that have been shown to work. And so what they found was more needed to be done. So they've really supported their grantees over the last six years to help them do more of that. And so if you look back just even three years, 27% of their grantees had strong or moderate evidence behind the things that the federal government was granting the money to do. Today, after that technical support, that improvement, is 51%. That makes a big difference in terms of the outcomes that communities are able to achieve. That's a terrific example of agency progress. I want to ask you one more question, Jed, which is what's your advice for new agency leaders or program leaders coming in to the Biden-Harris administration and wanting to take next steps in terms of evidence and data? I think there's a few things a new agency leader could do to better use evidence and data to make sure their agency is meeting their mission out of the gate. One is the Evidence Act requires better coordination among the data evaluation and program components of the agency. So I would make sure that's really happening. Bring together your key stakeholders internally uh, from your program offices, your evaluation unit, your data unit, to make sure that they are working together and there's a clear sense in each program of where we are and where we need to go. That's the first thing I would do. The second thing is that I would do is I would make sure that I'm investing in the infrastructure, the data infrastructure, uh, the program infrastructure to be able to continue to use and gather that information. So that means things like setting aside money for evaluation, setting aside money for data capacity building. And that's not only internally, that's also externally. As we know, so many federal programs are actually carried out at the state and local level through grants. So providing funds for those grantees as part of those grants to be able to build their capacity to use data evaluation evidence to continuously improve their programs. So looking at the amounts and grants that are able to be set aside uh, for those purposes or funds that should be specifically used for that requiring evaluations. Third, I would think about how, we're, how are we sharing our learnings. Uh, you know, Many agencies have agency clearinghouses where they're sharing this information with the field. If that work is being evaluated, super important, but if other people aren't learning about it, it's not really as valuable. So make sure that uh, my agency, if I was a new leader, was sharing that information with the broader world and providing appropriate context about who that works for, where, and under what conditions. So that's things like what racial demographics does it work for, what age groups, what settings in terms of urban or rural. Uh, those are a few things I would do to make sure that A, I was organizing my internal organization well, B, I was thinking about how are we working with grantees and folks in the field that are actually implementing that? And three, then how are we learning lessons about that that we're sharing with the broader field to continuously improve uh, and be able to get better results that are going to help better meet our agency's mission and help the American people. Three prongs of an important strategy for sure. Jed, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. And thank you to the whole RFA team for all they do. Andy, my pleasure. This may be my first time calling, but it won't be my last time listening. <laughs> thanks, Jed.